I'm TJ Jagodowski. I'm Rush Howell. And this is Here's the Situation, a very real podcast about extremely hypothetical situations. And this week, our theme, TJ, is wizards and lizards. It is indeed. And so here's the situation. Uh, your child gets into Hogwarts. Just straight up, it's real. You find out it's real. I don't care how it's proven to you that it's real, but you know it's real. Their mortality rate is exactly what it is in the books and movies. Do you allow your kid to go if he's otherwise or she's otherwise dying to go? We'll deal with that in just a little bit, won't we? We will. Great. <laughs> I'm looking forward to dealing with that one. Um, so I'm going to give our, our first uh, our first one up for discussion here, Rush. Um, so here's the situation. You work for a big-time ad agency, and you are the go-to animal mascot guy. Uh, like, we... The, the client came to us and said they want an animal mascot. They're not sure which one, what kind. Yeah. Uh, they like, okay, get Rush in here. Rush Rush does this. I He's, put the duck with Affleck. Yeah, he, the Geico yeah. with Gecko. It's, uh, oh, and that's actually what bore this out, the lizards. was The, yes. gecko, the okay. Geico Gecko is what first made me think of it. Fair enough. Um, so you're called into a big meeting for new, for new business and presented with these three new accounts. Okay. So I'll give you... I'll give you the name of the mascot. They know the name and they know, and obviously they know their product. No, I'm sorry. They, okay. I'll give you the product and the name of the, the brand name of the product. And you tell me the animal mascot we're going to put well, out to represent. that's right. Because I'm the best at this. Yes. So I'm the guy that put the gecko with Geico. <laughs> yeah. I'm the guy that put the duck with Affleck. So you it's put, not always just alliteration. No, you put, you did, although you did put the Tony and Tiger. Sure. Well, look, most more often than uh, not, you throw some alliteration in there, but sometimes you... you here's do. one you did, Toucan Sam. That's right. You did Toucan Sam. Yeah, which yeah. was a historical accident because it was supposed to be a, a peddler with two cans <laughs> uh, in his hand, like uh, like in a string in between them, and he would try to... It was originally for AT&T, and he was trying to uh, set up a call network. But anyway, that didn't yeah. work, but the ser- it worked for the cereal, so... All right, so here we go. They yes. say, Rush, um, there's a strawberry soda company called Splash... And uh, they need they need an animal mascot. Uh, okay, we're gonna have uh, we're gonna have Splashy. Okay, fair okay. enough. We're really on the nose. They love that because the product you know the product name right in there. They That's love right, that. and it's a dolphin. Okay, okay, but he swims in like a, a sea of this strawberry liquid. So every time you see, <laughs> With no ill effect. You no, know, no problems Oof. at all. No, but he's jumping through, and then and then he like chitters and chatters, and like you can tell he loves the product. It's Splashy the Dolphin for the Strawberry Splash drink. You know, uh, just uh, imagining myself there, like, oh, that much carbonation up your blowhole? That's going to be rough. Wow, it is. No, but he's, he's you know, he, he comes through unscathed. Is he red? Is he pink? Is he straight up dolphin? He looks dolphin like color? a normal dolphin, but okay. the water underneath him became a little controversial because okay. it was like, it's a strawberry pink. Mm. And... Um, it it just it, it looked a little odd, so it was not one of my uh, best received okay. animal mascots. <laughs> the next, uh, the next think account. about it, it's so refreshing this oh, drink yeah. that you feel like a dolphin swimming forty miles an hour through you know it, doing that, loops. That was the idea yeah. they're doing jumps and loops. Oh yeah. Um, all right, there's a kid sneakers brand okay called City Slickers, and they need they need an animal mascot. Okay. Um, they are going to have a mascot for them is going to be uh, Sweet Lester Leopard. <laughs> okay. And he is uh, incredibly- Sweet Lester did like, Sweet Lester did like, did a dime up in- uh... <laughs> Yeah, he did. <laughs> he's, uh, he's fun. Uh, he's pettable. Now that he's out of Sing Sing. Uh, he is very fast. <laughs> right, right. 
Uh, yeah, you know, it, it, he he used to be he was a the he grew up as a boxer yeah. in the Leopard area. <laughs> killed him, uh, killed a man on yeah. the street. Yeah. Well, exactly right. And I mean, his fists are weapons, yeah. and it's unfortunate and a little unfair yeah. that he was punished the way that he was. But he rehabilitated himself, and he came out, and now he wears like a pretty cool but a little a little dated leather jacket. He's got sunglasses on, no matter what. But it's less for the sun and more because he's. Really got some serious uh, structural problems around the sockets of his eyes. And so that sweet Lester Leopard who sells city slickers. Um, yeah, you know what? I'm going to change it to Kitty Whiskers who okay. sells city slickers. And she is a ball of fun. Sweet, sweet, a much sweet less Lester dangerous was, backstory. Yeah, sweet, no, she's yeah. just a, she's a cat without feelings. Okay. <laughs> All right, last product. They're they're thrilled so far. Rush, yeah. you, you you're knocking them. You're knocking them out. Yeah, I usually the have like a week to put these together. <laughs> right, and... last minute thing. Yeah. And uh, these are high end fedoras called nightcaps. Oh my gosh, nightcaps! Here comes here comes sweet here comes sweet Lester. Sweet Lester is trying. He's knocking on the door for the audition. He's like, this he's fits always, me. He's, he's like, always your first answer. This is a much- sweet Lester Leopard. He did a dime and sing sing for manslaughter, but he's back. He's, he's we have all these drawings though. I mean, we spent thousands on these on these renderings before we changed the Kitty Whiskers at the last moment. So now, what is the brand name of Nightcaps? Nightcaps. Nightcaps. Okay. Uh, it's, we've got like this uh, kind of anthropomorphized is, is that that's not really fair what, what is an animal when you kind of humanize an animal yeah i think that's it right still could be I anthropomorphized so. so it's like a uh he's a big old he's like a golden retriever but nice. like but the the dark reddish ones okay and he's a drunk right? <laughs> oh, i mean no. but like a good fun drunk not like a oh my god that guy's an alcoholic More of a good he, time charlie then. Yeah, yeah absolutely and uh and so he uh he he's always like at the bar uh, wearing his hat and he's having a nightcap yep. uh, with his nightcap and his name is Gerald Kneecap, <laughs> which uh, which looks like it's spelled nightcap, but it's not. It's kneecap, and that led to a lot of uh, not to be confused with our, our friend Arnie Kneecap, uh, oh, who right. does who does a much different podcast. That's right, but maybe I'm projecting that I think Arnie's kind of a big red dog, like a little bit of a Clifford, and desire the uh, we desire the success of uh, Hello from the Magic Tavern. Yeah, that's that's probably true. But I, I like the idea of of the nightcap that he's in there, just like in in kind of a bar, just having a good time, talking up, and it, it's. It's always a still with him. You don't ever uh-huh. see him in action. It's just like, and it's it's witty cartoons, almost like um, New Yorker style. Gotcha. But it's always him, you know, in in the bar. I can see time. it in black and white with maybe yes. just the color of the fedora, you know, or you know something like that, or just like just the gold from um, like candle flames or something. And but the rest is black and white. Yeah, like, yeah. That's I, a nice. I that's a nice that's campaign. Right. Yeah. No wonder you're the best. That's right. We'll, we'll get that together. <laughs> All right. right, that was it. Okay, terrific. So, all right, TJ, here's the situation. Okay. All right, your eccentric uncle, mm-hmm. uh, who you barely knew, okay, uh, passes away. Mm. Turns out he was a wizard. Ooh. Just straight up, absolute, like magic exists. Damn. This guy was one of the few that had access to it. Uh, you always liked him. Mm-hmm. Um, didn't know him too well. He liked you. Okay. And it turns out he bequeaths you a yes. rod. Okay. Okay, this rod... On it has five buttons, and these instructions are given to you, so you know what's going to happen here. There's five buttons. Each button, according to your uncle, who who you liked, uh, only does a good thing. Okay. Okay. Wonderful. And you can hit as many or as few of the buttons as you want, but once you hit it, it's on forever. 
Okay, you can't, it's not like you can turn it on and off. Each button imbues this rod with one new attribute while you get to keep the old attributes. Okay. However, each button you hit, if you hit it, it there's a 25% chance that the rod disappears, is gone forever, you can never use it 25%. 25% each time you're going to hit an additional button. Dang. Okay. So there's no, no. well, I guess I'll ask you, do you, do you trust him enough to hit the first button? Sure. Okay. Yes. And yeah, and hope. Right. I mean, twenty five percent is pretty pretty meaty chance. That's a right. But the first button, it won't it won't disappear. Okay. It's a free. So, the first button, not all that great. What it does is, uh, the rod can now once per day, create one utensil. Okay. It can be a knife, a fork, chopsticks, a gotcha. spoon. But you've got that. So yeah. once a day, it creates that. Okay. All right. That's all it does so far. Bunk. This rod's bunk so far. Now, do you hit the yes. hit, hit the button to yes. make it a little better? Yeah. Cuz okay. otherwise it's it's near useless to me. Borderline useless at this point. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I'm not even sure you take it camping. The thing weighs like a pound and a yeah. half. It may not even be worth no. it. No. I I've just put a bunch of forks, you know, plastic forks and knives in a yep. thing camping. Yeah. Okay, you hit the second button. Great. And I'm just going to do Can we my, make it. Uh, yeah, I got to do my random number generator. Okay. All right. Oh, nuts. Yeah, you're good. Okay. Okay, now the second button, what it does, this one is um, once per day, Yes. the rod will now fill up uh, a 12-ounce beverage of whatever you want. Okay. Any one beverage you want each day. It could be anything you can think of. Okay. As long as you think of it, it comes out, tastes delicious, and so now you have this thing that does a beverage for you every single day. And which will make one utensil for you once a day. Okay. So like a coffee and a spoon to stir it. There you go. Okay. For once. Finally, okay. the utensil <laughs> has got some value. Uh, previously of no value, but now you now you like it. Yeah. You, hey, I make my coffee. Yeah. I, I, this is a nice thing to have in the morning. And the coffee's got, you know, it's it's good. It's got whatever you want in there. Like Great. you can say, that's oh, got my cream and sugar, whatever you might want. Sure. Uh, do you hit that button again? I think I will because it's not... Whereas that is a nice thing to have, it's not entirely inconvenient for me to make a coffee or have a you know, can of club soda on hand. So yeah, I'm gonna do it again and see if this thing can really, really, really whip up some some super magic. Okay, all right, good. You're still alive. I made it. You did. Excellent. So you now have. It. And the third thing, um, and as you hit it. Like a little light glows. So on the first one, it shows you like a fork or like a spork. Okay. The second one, it shows you a, a beverage. The third uh. one, it just shows you a, a cash sign. Ooh. And now once per day, it just spits out five $100 bills. Gotcha. So you got 500 bucks a day, every day. They're legal tender. You don't have to worry about, you know, uh, any sort of counterfeiting issue. But you can't make more than five a day. I'm done. You're done. I'm done. You're locking it down right yeah. there. I'm done. Okay. So we're not even going to make you look at the other two. <laughs> However, I'm now going to make it slightly a little. Just one little tweak is okay. Um, you, it's all the same as we said before, except this time the buttons have a have a have a name next to them. Okay, that tries to indicate what they what they at least are related to. So the first one says um, utensil. Okay. The yep. second one says beverage. Accurate. The third one says uh, money. Believable. Yep. The fourth one says healing. Mm. So you now know what the fourth button in general may uh, may have you do. Do you hit that fourth button and run a 25% chance of losing the $500 a day, the beverage, and the utensil? This does change things. Yes. 
I would hit it again based on that word um, because if, for example, it allowed me to, you know, my, my mind would immediately go to like, oh, if someone's sick, I could make them, I could make them better. And if my mom, dad, Beth, my brother, like anyone, you know, heaven forbid, got cancer or something and this was able to cure it, then that would be worth more than, than that scratch that's coming in. So yeah, I would, I would pop it again. Okay, great. Good wrinkle. Good wrinkle. All right, so we are going to generate it again yep. on a four. Your toast here. Come on now. Oh, you're good. I'm good. You're good. You you, you hit a two out of four there. Okay, so the fourth button. I hope this doesn't make it so that my dog is always just right next to me. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. H-E-E-L-I-N-G. <laughs> Uh, no, you're a wrestling bad guy. Okay. <laughs> Every time you no, uh, so what this one does is once per day, yes, you can cure anyone of any uh, disease. Oh no! W- once per okay. day, I like it, but damn it, that's you got some responsibility. Jeez, I gotta live at the hospital now and yeah. pay, and make choices. Yeah, I you know I, that's I, I guess that's right. I, I mean, I'm living at the children's hospital at that point. Or once a day, making sure yeah, you're visiting. I'm, I'm going to the children's hospital. I'm tied to it now. Yeah. And crap, like so some other you... kid might is not getting better that day. Ah, oh, fudge! Yeah, I should now, have stopped yeah, at the five hundred and not had of any of, of these either. conundrums. Just Sophie's choice uh, if she had a choice every single day. Crap. Maybe might be. So, would you prefer it if the thing had said, um, "You can heal yourself or one family member"? Every day. I mean, that's a lot less pressure, but sure. then I don't have a chance to help people like this. So, like, it's a massive responsibility, but it's a wonderful responsibility in in that way. So, no, I'm glad it happened, but damn, I'm that's some sleepless nights now, man. There's going right. to be a lot of petitions. And there's one button left. There's going to be so many. Yeah, I'm going to hit it because <laughs> so I got to get this weight <laughs> off of me. You're going to hit it? All right, so do you want to hit the the final button? What does it say? Does are we at the final button? On uh, let's let's say you don't know. Would you hit it? Twenty five percent chance you mm-hmm. lose the beverage, the five hundred dollars uh, a day, the utensil, yeah. and the ability <laughs> to you. heal right, one right, right, person. Because right. I can cure a kid's cancer and give them like a a wooden spoon yeah, or that's something right. like that for soup. Yeah. Um, or, or you could do like a bit where you go in and they're like, there's a there's a kid and he needs his appendix removed and you you create the chopsticks here's, here's and start you start going towards the and he's like, what are you doing? And you're like, no, I'm I'm kidding. Here you go, you're healed. Um, I this can do some good. This can do some real good. And as much pressure that would that would come with it, I would unknown what the next button does. I would probably stop here. Right. 365 potentially saved lives every year is is, is too that's too that's hard to walk yeah that's away too from. golden to to give away uh the the what it does say is transport i'm gonna stop here yep okay i'm gonna Fair stop enough. here we'll never know okay damn that really. situation <laughs> that, is, that was a situation with some consequences man oh that yeah was some real um let's see what's my next oh yeah this one's much less much less high tension <laughs> All right, Rush. Here's the situation. You forgot you were asked to attend a mandatory wizard costume party. Can't get out of it. Oh, God. And it slipped your mind. I don't know how it did, but it did. 
Um, so you run into the only, you got like a half hour to get there. You run into the only costume shop you can find, and it's called Two For You Costumes. Okay. Okay. They have a policy where they will only sell you two items total. All right. Uh, okay. So you have to get a robe. That's it's part of the requirement of your costume is that is that you you get a robe. Yep. Um, sure. And so, what other single item do you buy to try and most convincingly complete your your wizard costume? And I can tell you a couple of things that are on the shelves if you want. I, I know. Have, I know. Okay. What, I'm going to get a Merlin hat. You're going to go hat. Yeah. Okay. Full on tall, like dumb. Well, not a Dumbledore hat. I guess a Mer, a Merlin hat, like yep. the uh, pointy. It flops over a little bit at the top, so you yep. don't look like a witch. You look a little bit more, um, what's the word, disarming. Yep. Right. Uh, but more yeah, like I, kindly. I, I yeah. think that's. I mean, I, you know, I could go. I could get a beard, like a mm-hmm. big heavy beard. That would definitely be. You know, to go with the robe. I could get a list. wand yep. or a staff. I would wand never get a wand. I would get it. I get like a staff. I you think. Know? I think that's what I would go with. Yeah. I think I would go with the staff. Although the one thing was like, ah, I could just look like a really like. Old guy graduating. <laughs> yeah, <exactly. laughs> I mean, the hat definitely does complete like the. This is a that's a wizard picture, yes. as opposed to like just wire rim glasses or you know. Oh, you can't like just a, do the glasses. A beard, yeah. I hear you. Well, I, I don't enjoy the costume beard. Let's start with that. It's mm-hmm. scratchy. It's a pain in the butt. Yep. Uh, the staff is going to be a little frustrating to walk around with it. Uh, the hat's not going to be like. The most convenient thing, but it's also, you know, I wear hats yeah. with some frequency. So if if I were to say the robe was not a required element of it, right. would you, would robe still be one of, let's say it's. 100%. Okay. So if it was robe, beard, hat, glasses, wand, and staff were Yeah, I, I don't want to be like undercover wizard, right? You. Where he's like, right. you know, we he's had. got a button. we got a golf shirt. We had that, uh, we had a, we had a costume party years ago. Um, it was a beer pong tournament where you had to uh, go in costume. And, uh, I remember, uh, one of our friends, Case Clay was in, uh-huh. uh, was in a full Kurt Rambis. He had a full on <laughs> Lakers, like snap off, uh, Jersey. And, and he had the glasses. headband and the glasses yep. and the mustache and everything was like, great. I mean, it totally decked out. And then his partner was Jason Sudeikis who and they were just called the Rambus brothers and he <laughs> yeah. he was just a regular guy in like jeans and a vest but at at the top looked exactly like Kurt Rambus <laughs> we had the Rex Specs and the and the big mustache and the long the mullet and everything and this is not to say that Sudeikis isn't isn't wonderful in his own right Case Clay is m- like the maybe the single greatest combination for me of funny good cool nice wonderful people i might have ever met in my entire life oh yeah he's he's the best i, yeah. I love that guy and uh still still bother him once or twice a year for some some horse yeah. uh, knowledge since yeah. he's running a horse farm now love it but yes i would i would i would never not get the robe yeah i hear you i hear you oh this reminds me i'll tell i'll try and tell this as quickly as possible but when bob newhart won i think it was the mark twain award tom poston told this story the first time he ever met Bob Newhart. And he said he was at a costume party. Uh, so it's, yeah, this is kind of a, maybe this is what made me think of it. I'm stunned that this is kind of apropos. It's like, no, wait a minute. This is why I'm telling the story. Um, and uh, he's like, it was an L.A. costume party. And Poston said everyone there was like way too cool for school. Like a guy was just wearing like a surgical mask. And right, he right. was a doctor. And a guy was just wearing like a cowboy hat. And he yeah. was, that was his costume. And in walks a dude with like high socks, 
full pantaloons, huge frilly shirt, tremendous big floppy hat, and a half-completed Mona Lisa under <laughs> his arm. And the half that wasn't done was paint by numbers. Oh, wow. And he was like, that guy? I'm going to be friends with that dude there right you go. there. Love it. I, I will tell a quick wizard-related costume story, <laughs> which is I remember I went with my friend Brian Shortall to see the first Harry Potter movie. And it was... Um, had you guys been book fans of the books and stuff like that? I, I had been. Okay. And I, I believe, I, I could be proven wrong, but I, I don't think it was one of those that opened on a Thursday. Okay. Because this was, you know, years ago. That Those weren't as big. Maybe, but I'm probably wrong about that. But in whatever it was, we were there on the first day, but we were not working. So we could go at like 11 in the morning okay. on Friday. So the the very first showing. And, and I was surprised Brian was willing to go. Uh, because he had not read the books or showed any interest whatsoever. He's a game bird, though. Yeah. Shorty's a game bird. So, but I'm like, hey, we're going to go to Harry Potter. You want to go? And he's like, uh, yeah, okay. And we get there, and he shows up in a full <laughs> wizard costume. And I mean, top to bottom, beard, big hat, robe, probably had the staff. I mean, he, at least three or four of the key elements. And he goes up, and he's got... So, wait a minute. So, when he was like... Uh, yeah, okay. What he was thinking was like, do I have time to compose an entire that's wizard? Right. That's a, I think that's exactly what he's saying. And he and he shows up and he's got the the book, like he's cradling the book as he gets in and and the first ticket taker, you know, um, or that lets him in. He's like, I don't talk to muggles, you know, just over the top. And then and then he, the bit that he did that I love so much was he he went up there and he's like. So he's in this full outfit, and we get to this, the ticket thing, and I buy my ticket, and he walks up, and he's just like, one for bring it on, please. <laughs> <laughs> or whatever the the other movie was that day. And then we uh, it was also a relatively empty theater, because it was 10 in the morning or 11 in the morning, and he sat right in front of somebody with his huge wizard hat on. Everyone should have a friend like that. Yeah. I would it, wish everyone a friend like that. Oh, he's the best. But I will say, just so he doesn't sound like an asshole, he he, he then moved. But, he, you know, for a second, the person was like, I'm alone in the theater. I'm so excited. And he had read the entire book the night before Honestly, just God. to commit to the bit. Uh, everyone should have a buddy like that. Okay. Um, here's the situation, TJ. I'm ready. A uh, good friend of yours. Uh, invites you over to his house okay. and says, I have a secret. Mm. And when you get there, um, he takes you down into a basement where you see, surprising to you, you had no idea he had any interest in something like this. There's like a a science lab, basically, okay. in the in the basement. And he tells you that uh, for the past 20 years, since he saw Jurassic Park, he has been fascinated, obsessed even, with actually discovering the science that would allow to clone dinosaurs and create a dinosaur park. Mm -hmm. And he says he's figured it out. Mm. And he says he wants you to invest. And he's looking for, call it a $25,000 investment. He's he's getting several other people, but he needs to do a, a proof of concept and get a couple of dinosaurs that he's got ready to go um, so that he can then go ahead and start building his, his dream park of uh -huh. this Jurassic Park with dinosaurs. Are you willing to invest? Are you not willing to invest? Do you turn him into the authorities? W what do you do with your friend gotcha. who is down there apparently messing with you know dinosaur cloning? I am absolutely not willing to invest. Um, and you know the the movies aren't 
aren't, uh, <laughs> you know, they're not documentaries, but I think they do elucidate some of the potential problems that you would that you would face with they're not, dinosaurs roaming the earth again. It's not unrealistic <laughs> yeah. that they run into problems. Um, it falls into a general. I, I would try and talk them out of it. I would. I don't know. I don't even know who you turn them into, but I. I guess I would think about that. But first of all, I would try and really talk them out of it. it Can be tough. Twenty year obsession. Yeah, and he's figured out how to do it. Yeah. Um, I I think I try to stop them in some, in some way, and maybe that's turning them in, but it it definitely, it falls into a general bucket of stuff that I'm, I really don't think we should mess with. Yeah. Well, I think there's three things that movies have, have taught me for sure. One is do not clone dinosaurs. Mm-hmm. Okay. Don't do it. The second one is don't allow the computers to get smarter than us. Right. We don't want the singularity. Yep. And number three is if you find like a big bag of money, just leave it alone. Yeah. Don't touch don't it. Don't take that bag. Evil of money. follows There's it. There's gonna yep. be a problem. Yep. It's some that's somebody else's money. Yeah. And they will be back for it. And if first of all, has anybody who's just like a straight up like straight arrow, you know, non dangerous person ever bagged like a million dollars worth of money into a bag? I just heard the other day, no, not in cash. A, a lady right. left a check for like seven hundred thousand dollars on a diner counter the other day she was like a retiree who i think had like put together her whole life savings and she was gonna go buy i don't know she was buying a house in florida or something she left that on a counter and they returned it she better returned it to her she it was like a it's like a cashier's check i mean (laughs) i go hopefully you can just rip that one up and now we're also she needs like a lesson in how you buy a house (laughs) right you're not required to go get and I know I'm getting a bunch of stuff wrong here, but I know <laughs> no, it was I'm a, assuming this it was at least exactly how it happened. $400,000 on a check <laughs> and she left it like on a diner counter. Um, no, good people don't don't usually travel in that with that right. amount of cash. Because that's that's the avoidance of a paper trail more than likely, you know, or yeah, yeah the purchase of something you don't want uh, um, a receipt for, you know. And and the guy that you know it wants to like actually create dinosaurs. I, I question the motive behind that yeah. every, every time as well. I think I would. I think I would be in the same spot where I would say, uh, I, I mean, obviously not going to invest. Yeah, um, that's just first of all flushing money away, yeah. and then secondly, if it works out, then you're. You, you know, it's like investing in like nerve gas or something. <laughs> like, oh yeah, hey, my friend's gonna, you know, and and then they go to a row. So. I guess it. I guess the answer to this would also be no for you. But if there were an island, like somebody just pulled it off and created a Jurassic Park yeah. type island, and it's in, and it, it it had been like operating for a year successfully, and yeah. they've got dinosaurs, and you can go see them. Uh, are, are you willing to travel to that island? I'm kind of torn because I do love animals. I do love looking at looking at animals, but something about them i think being created in a laboratory would take a lot of my appreciate there there'd be something not real about it even though i know they're real they're eating they crap and they yeah. do whatever there'd be something that if it was that um uh, scientifically engineered that would seem un like unreal and wrong to me hmm. so i don't think i would go but not for the potential not, not not for worry of the danger that came in the right. in the films, but that something there was just something wrong about it. Well, I'm going mm-hmm. for Good. sure. Nice. I'd be super excited about it, but I'm not going to go opening weekend. Mm-hmm. I just I'm too. Yeah. There's too high a chance that yep. that thing gets 
I don't care if they had a soft open. Right. I, 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 I believe that, that <laughs> the, the, the dinosaur park is either like 90% to go wrong, in which case yeah. it'll happen within <laughs> right. the first year. It's or just that, that, It's just that park from Jersey yeah, yeah. where those guys were like... <laughs> right, yeah, they just got this... <laughs> Um, yeah, you definitely want to hear like, oh, there was a massive smart dinosaur attempted breakout and all of our, all of our, um, security measures worked perfectly and, and they, nothing happened. And this was a well, well orchestrated thought out attempted dinosaur, uh, a a breakout and, and it was thwarted. Right. Okay. I'll go, I'll go next month. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Yeah. Or, or even just, Hey, we, you know, 14 months. No injuries, no fatalities. Uh, yeah, I, I'll go. Right, right. I mean, it would be pretty cool. I, I got a shorty for you. Okay. I, I wrote one about a lizard, but I, I don't really like that one so much. So I'm, I'm going to give you one more, and then maybe we'll maybe we'll hit yours from the from the top. Um, so here's the situation, Rush. You are a wizard, but you have been smashed in the head with a cauldron, and you've lost you've lost your your memory. So you go to a scroll where you've been making your notes and spell notes and writing your writing your spell names down and you see on this on this list you have spell names but you don't have what it is that that they do. Okay. You have the like the action word to activate the spell but it doesn't say like oh when you say this this is what this is what will happen. Got it. So I'm going to give you the um the name of uh, that you have written down the name of this spell, okay. and I want you to tell me your best guess. As like, man, my my memory's gone, but if I had to guess based on my wizard wizarding, you know, background and right. knowledge, this is what I think this would do. Yeah, cool. Yeah, sure. All right. It's kind of like when I have to read my handwriting. Somebody hands me something with my handwriting. <laughs> it's hard to say. Best sometimes. guess. Here's what this okay. is. So the first spell is called Do Da Dippity. Okay. Um... Do da dippity. I think um, I think I'm making a uh, like a little bluebird who is uh, capable of breathing underwater, and I don't know why. They're right. like some sort of like reconnaissance, <laughs> but it's like I've got. I, that's what I think. Uh, you know, that's probably what I meant. Maybe to. a messenger, and you don't want to take the chance of sending it seen through the air. You want to get, get a be, message to a sub. Could could be. I I just need, you know need some. <laughs> recovery of something from underwater. I don't know, but I mean, I'm thinking zippity doodah is the only you know, right? context I really use uh, doodah very often. All right, your next one is uh, Procol Harum. Procol Harum? Yep. I think that I, I'm afraid to say, but I think what it is is... I've, oh, no. Yeah, I think I can procure a harem okay. with this thing, and I think I wrote it that way so that if anybody happened upon it, they, w- they wouldn't be like, oh, he's... Well, he's using his wizarding ability to, uh, uh, you know, bring into being <laughs> a bunch of attractive women for sexual purposes. But, you know, I, first of all, like a lot of young, they, they leave that out of like Harry Potter, right? Like a lot yeah. of the young wizards oh, are, are summoning some sort. Of, and so, I mean, it, I, it sounds a lot like I just took procure harem <laughs> right. and then changed a couple letters so that like. If my you know wizard mom walked in, she right. wouldn't be like, "Well, wait a second, what have you done there?" <laughs> All right, here's your next one, Spazitola Komeni. Oh man, um, I think uh, 
That one allows me to uh, make take any animal that is like a friendly animal oh. and just have it do like a super fun dance. Oh, okay, great. I thought you were going to turn him into a berserker. No, no. Okay. It's just going to be like, and and that's my like little fun name for the, the name of what that gotcha. dance is. He goes Spazitola, Khomeini yeah. on it. Right? Yeah, exactly. And the last one is Lala Pajiza. Oh, no. Yeah. <laughs> oh, boy. Uh, <laughs> I think that one is the one where I... Uh, <laughs> I, I wave the wand, and uh, everyone that was at Lollapalooza is replaced by all the people that meant to go to Coachella, and and then vice versa, and all of them are upset. Because I, I rarely attend either of those musical festival goers angry. Yeah, it's just a way to it's a way to get back at at a group of people that I would say are generally too cool for me, so I'm gonna I'm harboring like a little bit of resentment. I was supposed to be at a musical festival not in Chicago. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean also there's probably not a ton of well, I guess there's a fair amount of overlap, but I think people at Coachella would be disappointed yeah. to be at Lollapalooza. And uh I don't know. Vice versa. I mean, yeah, I, that's the name of the spell. Well, I hope it's not person. another sex one. You know what <laughs> right, I mean? Like I at this point, I'm I'm just kind of like telling myself, uh, like, Eesh. what have I been using my skills for? <laughs> right. Let's hope you've already procured the harem. <laughs> you know, you need not you need uh, not do whatever that is. Okay, so uh, should we come back to where we begin? Yeah, I remember, but let's let's repeat okay. it for our. So here's the situation. Listen. Uh, you've got a child, boy or girl. Okay. Um, and when they turn 11, uh, you, you learn that Hogwarts is real. Yeah. 100% real. Yeah. And it is, the school has recruited your child. Um, and, uh, you know, the, the, the kind of, you learn that the mortality rates and injury rates are exactly kind of how they are in the mm-hmm. books. And will you let your child go to Hogwarts? If, uh, if, if they really want to go, I, I believe boy or girl, I would, um, I believe, although the, the, uh, analogous situation that I think of is basically if my kid said, I want to go into football mm-hmm. and, you know, and follow it all the way up as far as I can possibly, possibly go. Right. I don't know what the, you know. CDE, CDE, CTE, CTE. I don't know what the the rate of that is as far as com- you know compared to what the mortality is. rate is of you know like of Hogwarts students, but I'm guessing it's near. I'm gu- I'm guessing it's close. You know, I think both are difficult to say. I mean, yeah. there's a lot of uh, there's a lot of science yet to be done on the CTE. Yeah, and and people are in the dark a bit about it. Right. But it's, you know, it's a, it's a pursuit that not many can go into. You probably, you know, you have to be gifted or excellent to do it, but there are what could potentially be horrible, horrible consequences from it. And the, the only thing that gives me pause is my child at that, at the age I'm guessing, if they, like when they first invited Harry, I don't know, 11, 11 is pretty darn young. And, and I've never had a child, so I don't know (laughs) at what age I start taking my child's opinion seriously. Right. Um, but I think I allow them to, it's, uh, it would be such, you know, a literally magical and wonderful gift that if I thought my kettle was a good kid and would use it for good, for good things and would, yeah, would do it right. Then I guess I would, especially since the world in general, I wonder what, 
the mortality rate of Hogwarts students is compared to the mortality rate of any kid going to any school anywhere in in America. Gotta be higher. I mean, they have like dragons sometimes. They got some dangerous beasts out there. Now, I, and I'm saying specifically that you get you get the one that is in the book where the mortality rate, frankly, seems way lower to me than it some of the would actually ones. be, okay, should gotcha. be. But I think they have like great healers or whatever they've got right. over there. But yeah, I think that I think the question is, um, I, I agree with you that it would be hard to know. Like if, if your child was like, I don't want to go, I assume oh, you yeah. say, that's fine. Yeah, you know, that's you absolutely great. have to be a wizard. But then don't use magic. <laughs> right. You know, Better don't futz around with it around the house uh, without having been trained in this. Yeah. So we're, we're done with it completely if you're not going to go to school for it. Exactly. And I think, yeah, you know, they would probably need to, I, I can't remember, but I think you have to. Uh, you probably have to go to be able to unlock all that stuff anyway. But yeah, I think the question is kind of, for me, um, you know, I think about like my dad when I was like, I'm going to go do improv mm-hmm. for a few years. He did not like that. Yeah. Um, for sure. But There's he, no reason he should. But he was, <laughs> right. But he was also like, okay, you know, mm-hmm. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to let you go do what you want to do. Um, and I think that part of his justification for that i think was if you take away their option to go do the thing that they really want to do they're going to you know regret that and they're going to resent you for that and i think um you know this would be obviously insane right you know first of all magic's real Mm -hmm. secondly like this woman jk rowling just knew about all this shit and then (laughs) wrote it off like like she had fucking you know come up with it but instead, like it's all real, right. and you know this that is just battle reporting. Happened. This yeah, is not, exactly. This is not a novel. This is just accurate right. reporting. And you get there, by the way, and like everyone hates J.K. Rowling because they're like she was a student that struggled, you know, and then she left, she blew and, the lid off. Yeah, you're not thing, supposed yeah. to write about all this stuff, you know. But I think I would, um, I, I would, I would. Uh, yeah, I'm. I'm probably too interested in like fantasy literature and stuff like that to to not allow the kid to have yeah. that opportunity. Uh, to go and 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 do it, even though um, I'm sure I would be terrified. And I, I, you know, neither of us have kids. Yeah. And my guess is, like, if you ask people with kids this, you'd get like almost 100 percent no's. No. Yeah. Yeah. And I think like when I don't have a kid, I can think of the concept of like, oh my god, it would be really cool if my kid was so special that they were invited to like the literally the most like amazing thing that any anybody's child would ever get pulled to, but. Um, I think most people that have kids would probably just be like, what are you talking about? It's totally absurd. But honestly, this is, I mean, this is such a bummer, such, such a sad state of affairs, at least in my mind about this, is that a regular school seems to me such a dangerous place now right. that part of me would be like, how much worse could, could like a magic school be, you know, like that, that there are, there are risks taken by parents every time they send their kid out to school you know or anywhere out to a movie you know and and it's it's terrifying for me to to think of it and and one of the reasons sometimes uh man i'm bringing this down the way the environment is the 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 way you know the amount of violence out there that i'm sometimes more often than not almost always happy that i don't have a child who's going to have to deal with you know all the repercussions that are being that are being created now well look i didn't ever really think about like you know, if you lose a limb there, it they have like stuff that seems to yeah, regrow right. it and yeah. so forth. So may, maybe it's in fact uh, safer. I know that 
you know, to spoiler alert, uh, several kids die in yeah. Harry Potter over, <laughs> over the course of seven yeah. years. Um, so, uh, you know, there were not, I had probably a larger school than, than, uh, Hogwarts and we didn't, you know, some, some kids, you know, died, <laughs> yeah. which is terrible, obviously, oh. but, uh, I think more died at Hogwarts. So I think you're, I think you're probably the mortality rate is, is up a little bit, but like you said, I mean, gosh, yeah, maybe fantasy is better than reality right now. How, how many as a, as a quick sidebar, if let's say your kid's like, I really want to go. I, I got this invite. I really, I really, really, really want to go. And then part of my brain is going to be like, you know what? In a year, you're going to be like, I'm done with magic. It's stupid. I don't even want to do this. Of the of the passionate pursuits that you can recall when you were when you were a kid, right? How many have like had a real shelf life to them? Like I was passionate about baseball from the time I was real little, watching it, playing it, and that still lives in me, you know, really, really actively. Um, But I'm guessing there were. 15 different things that I can't even recall now because they didn't stick at all. Even though for a six month period, I was like way into dinosaurs, way into, you know, film. And now you won't even go to Jurassic Park. Yeah. That's how much, you know, you won't even let your friend invent it. (laughs) No, you you used to love it. It's terrible. Uh, Yeah. That's a good, that's a fair point. I I don't know. I would say less than 20% of the stuff I was really excited about that I, do I still care about? I mean, I loved games. I developed my love of games early. Uh, I loved shooting baskets and playing tennis and stuff like that. And I still love doing those things, but, uh, I don't know. I mean, I wanted to, I did a lot of stuff where I'd be like, I think it'd be great to learn the violin. Mm -hmm. And then like two lessons in, or like, I mean, you know, karate school is the ultimate (laughs) example, right? Like the world is littered with, with white belts, you know, who made it through like, yeah, you know, they like the concept of karate, and then immediately said, "This is karate school." Yeah, is the ultimate example. <laughs> yeah, there. Are, I mean, ninety percent of people tried karate school, and one percent uh, <laughs> did more than fifty lessons. Everyone in your neighborhood, you could ask anybody. Start a sentence with, "So, after you were done with karate school." <laughs> right. Right. Well, that was here's the situation. Julie Nichols did our music. Nate Defort is our producer you uh well you found us so maybe you found us on itunes or some somewhere else if you if you have a shot and you dug it go ahead and rate and review it and uh we hope to talk to you next time bye-bye